Okay, the Parsha has a halacha in it of Iranita. And the halacha is that if there's a city where the people are all like a way disorder, you have to wipe out the city. So the Posuk says, Hake Sake is called Yeshvir Hilti Chorev. Then it goes on, Ves called Shlomo Tikboy, so play Rechoiva. We see that Yochum Uven Acherim. Then it says, Roman Yoshev Hashem Echeroin Chapoy. So Hashem will return, not have his anger against you. Then it says, Venosimachor Rachamim, Hashem will give you Rachmonis. Rechamchot, and he will have Rachmonis on you, Behirvechor Kashemishpalavisa. So we're talking over here the fact that you just wiped out the Uranitachas. So Hashem says, Venosimachor Rachamim, the Rechamchot. Why does it say this over here? should see It was a chiyah to kill out the entire city. Take your swords and go kill everyone in the city. Even the animals. Doing this could create a uh, spirit of cruelty. A person gets used to killing. You go in there with a sword, killing people. So the mele, you develop a sort of a midavazorius. The yishmaelim told us that those who got to kill because the king tells them to kill. They, 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 they get a certain pleasure out of killing. Because when you go out there and you start killing people, it develops within you, some develop a, a, a pleasure from it. And you lose that feeling of Rachman. Right? Just like many people, they, you get so used to dealing with certain things, you lose your sense of compassion. That Bechina could take root in the people who wipe out the Yonidachas. And the Torah gives them a promise. Hashem will give you the meat of Rachman. Right? Even though nature, naturally, you would become more of a cruel person, but Hashem is the Mekor He will give upon them a new spirit of Rachman. So Hashem will, first of all, I will, don't worry, I'm going to have you kill out the city, but I will make sure that you don't become cruel people. Fakes, I will give you a dose of Rachman from Shemai. If, if you are by nature cruel, Hashem will treat you that way too. Hashem only gives Rachman to a Rachman. That's right. So, Koponim, what you see from this Pasuk is, and the, what the Orachayim is saying, is that if not for the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives them a promise that he will give them the lead of Rachman, he wouldn't be able to be Merachim on them. So he says, I will give you a Koyach of Rachman, and the Richam then I will be able to be Merachim on you. Normally, a person can develop a need of 
Exactly. You need a Kodesh Korhu. Right. And vice to Chesed Hashem is saying, I'm going to give you Rachmi, and now I'll be able to have Rachmodis on you. See, even though you did a mitzvah, and you might have a Midav Abzorius, but despite the fact that you became Abzorian through a mitzvah, if I would not give you the Midav Rachmi, I would not be able to be Merachim on you. Right? So that's what you see over here. So you have to understand why is it that way. Why couldn't Hashem say, I'll give you Rachmi, I became a cruel person, I can still give you Rachmi. Right? So just, uh, we'll see. It's, 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 it's posh, but we'll, we'll, we'll build it up. The same kasha you have, you see a mice with Rabbeinu HaKadosh, a famous mice with a calf came running to him and hid in his cloak, and he said, Zil, l'kach l'tzorta. Go, that's what you were created for, so leave me alone, right? Go, and let the shaykh take care and do his job. So, for the next 13 years, Rebbe suffered terrible yisurim, till one day he saw the maid sweeping a weasel out of the house, and he said, leave it alone. I had Rachman, Rachman, I'll call myself. It says Hashem has Rachmanis. At that point, his pain was taken away. So you have to understand what, what was wrong. He told the calf, you know, go, that's what you were created for. So for that, he suffered 13 years. I mean, uh, everybody who eats meat should suffer, because we're, you know, we've been cruel to animals. So Elamai, uh, what is your question? He's an animal lover. Why, why is, what's happening over here? So why did he have to suffer? Another kasha is that you have a Misa of Rabbi Lozer and Rabbi Akiva. Famous Gemara, Gemara's in Masech Bistainus, that uh, there was a drought. So Rabbi Lozer went to Davin for the Yomad, and he wasn't answered. So Rabbi Akiva got to Davin. Rabbi Akiva Davin, and then the rain came. So the people were saying, oh, I suppose Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Lozer. So Abbasco came out and said, no, it's not because Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Lozer, but because Rabbi Akiva is Mavir al and Rabbi Lozer is not Mavir al So you have to understand, if Rabbi Lozer is not Mavir al and Rabbi Akiva is, wouldn't that be a reason to say Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Lozer? I mean, if you have the midas of being a mavir al midoisov, so that makes you a great person. If you're not able to be mavir midoisov, so you're deficient in something. So why isn't why don't you say that Rabbi Kiva is greater? The answer is that Rabbi Shosalanter that Rabbi Rabbi Lozer was a Talmud of Shammai. When Rabbi Lozer did not treat people if Nimishura said did he wasn't mavir on his midoisov. It wasn't Pshat, he was a cruel person. Pshat was in certain Oifanim, he wasn't Mabir on his Midas, because the Derech of Shammai was not to tolerate certain things. The Mid of Shammai was, when it came to Yiddishkeit, there was no room for monkey business, right? When it came to Shammai, said, teach me the Torah when I'm standing on one foot. Shammai said, this is Teira, this is not... Uh, you know, get out of my house, right? I, I'm not putting up Mishigas. Yeah. It wasn't because he was a cruel person. Adarat, you look in Pirkei Yomis, what is Shammai's Mishnah? Having the Kabbalah Chalot and the Seder Ponim Yofis. How does that match with the Shammai that looks like this uh, ogre or whatever? Terence is that Shammai was a loving person. But when he came to Torah, he had this idea of no shtick, right? 
you know, Torah is brain surgery. Right? There's no mokum here for, for fooling around, right? The, you're dealing with the world's brain center. There's no mokum for monkey business over here. So if you're going to come to me, teach me the whole Torah one foot, or you want me to be the guy you, uh, so you can be the clay god, well, get out of my house, Mishigas, right? But this is, I can't play games with Torah. Hill had a different mahalach. Right, so Rabbi Akiva was a Talmud of Hill, he was fatherly Daisa. Rabbi Lozer wasn't Mahavim, not because he wasn't greater, he helped my family, right? So the Shaila is okay, so if he was greatest, as great as Rabbi Akiva, so why didn't Hashem bring the rain right? for Rabbi Lozer? So uh, the Teretz, basically the idea is, this is uh, brought down by Favish and into the internet, Mesilis Yishar says it very clearly, It's our posse. If you merachim on brias, Hashem is merachim you. B'zeh poshet, he says. Ki HaKadosh Baruch Hu moideid midot kenegid. HaKadosh Baruch Hu measures, measure for measure. Umisha merachim v'oisa chesed ima brias. If someone is merachim and does chesed, gam hu bedino yirachmu v'yimchlu avoymas v'chesed. If you are doing chesed with people, so bedin Hashem will rachmonis on you and be moichul your avedos bechesed. Shemechilas udin. This mechilas udin came in shemida keneged mida. It's a mida keneged mida. So what comes out is that the yisoyda dvorim of the most merachim of rishamsha is that Kodesh runs the world with a policy of mida keneged mida. Everything works mida keneged mida. And so if you're a merachim, Hashem is merachim you. If you're not a merachim, Hashem can't be merachim on you. Everything works mida keneged mida. What? That was Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Rav Chachmosa. He was geyser. That's the way I want the world to work. It should be uh, people should be able to know and I guess see how they're being treated and why they're being. If you know this, you can look at things that go on and understand what Hashem wants from you. It could be to a certain extent. So does it somehow work in reverse? They're like if Hashem can rachim on you, it's molid more rachim. Is that a you can become more of a marachim if Hashem's marachim on you. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it says. Um, I think he has a I think. So what's the chesed of Hashem? That by being mishaling doesn't we can understand what Hashem wants and expects from us and respond, right? So, but otherwise, if not for that, nobody says, I'll tell them mishpat et sabdecha, ki lo yitzat l'chonech l'kolchoi. Nobody knows that. Stamazai in mishpat, we won't win. We have to have rachamim. And the only way to have rachamim is if we have rachamim. Right? So, nobody says, ta'kodesh b'cha tobel mishpat et sabdecha. Because I wouldn't be able to do it. So on this, uh, the famous words from the Ditchba Rebbe, B'Shem the Rav Shem, he says, Hashem Tzilcha, Shem is your shadow. It means to say, Hashem will deal with you the way you deal with people. It's like your shadow imitates what you do, whatever you do, the shadow does. So to HaKadosh Baruch was the same way. And so this is the Pshat. Rav, Rav Rebbe, says to the, to the, uh, to the calf, Zil, Lekach Mitzorte. So Hashem says to Rav, oh, you want to you wanna go to Kach Mitzorta? I can say that to you too, Kach Mitzorta. So uh, you were created to serve me. So for every 
shortcoming that you have. I can say to you, Lazil Lakach Metzorta. If you want to treat the world with that need of Lakach Metzorta, you're not in a very good place. Because then I could have who has to do with me this Adin. And that's not a good idea for anybody. And so um, he downed him up on that thing. So uh, the world can't exist. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu would say, the world would be destroyed. So we can't, you have to have a different leader. So that's what the Rebbe, now obviously Rebbe Kafi Madre Gosa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was teaching through him a lesson. Obviously the average person wasn't get uh, uh, an oinish like that. On Rebbe's Madrega, so that was what happened. And that, but this is the way. And that's what taught him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Misa, famous Misa, that uh, one of the old uh, books of Pesach Kron tells over that there was a Yid who um, uh, used to do business in the Lower East Side. I remember there used to be these little restaurants in the Lower East Side when I was growing up. So we used to go in there and uh, get lunch. And, you know, when he was eating lunch, he liked to... you know, he liked company and he would find some kind of, there were poor people, and he would invite them to join in. So there was a year, let's say, named Shmiel. Shmiel was a, you know, a year to walk around. He wasn't with all his, uh, you know, probably through the war he lost some of his uh, seichel. And so he was like a homeless, never remember a guy. He said, Shmiel, come join me for lunch. I like that company. And so he says, I'll take order what he, what he wants. And he said, he was hungry, but he said, there. He didn't want to order anything. He says, come on, take whatever you want. So finally it was Moscow and he ordered two baked apples and a glass of tea. Okay, they, they sat and he ate his two baked apples and tea and this guy had his lunch and they spoke, they schmoozed. So he goes home and that night he was planning a trip to, to go to Binghamton. If you drive down the 17th to the Catskills, you'll see Binghamton like 5,000 miles or something like that, right? So he's planning a trip to Binghamton. So his wife says, well, you have to go tonight. Why don't you go tomorrow? It's supposed to rain. Says, Listen, I know the road by heart already. I've been there many times. I want to get started. So he leaves, and sure enough, it starts raining, and it's coming down like crazy. And uh, his car veers off the road and flips over or whatever. So Baruch Hashem, he wasn't hurt. His car was a shtick of damage. He was shaken up. And so uh, when they came to, to, to get him, whatever, the, the medical medical emergency people came, they saw he was okay. So they told him, we'll take you to a, 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 an inn, a hotel, and you'll stay for the night, and we'll take care of things. So he said, no, they happened to be uh, nearby. He was in the Catskills. There's a family freedman that they have a hotel. It was a summer. They're probably still there. It was right at the pace of it. So he said, uh, he, let me call them up. So he calls them up, and sure enough, they were still there. They were still up. And so they took him to the house. And so he comes into the house, tells him, you know, they find out everything that happened. And she says, sit down, you're probably very uh, shaken up. And she says, I just, I just baked something. Let me serve you something. You know, just calm down. And she puts on the table two baked apples and a glass of tea. And he understood that the chesed that he did to this year, they gave him the two baked apples and the glass of tea. This is what... This is what saved him, and so she gave him the exact same thing. So he knew this was the. So this is the mida connected mida. You see, so so the same thing. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva was madrav mida. So what is the pshat? The says, "You want rain, right? So why am I not giving rain? Vice place, you don't deserve rain." For whatever reason, there's a there's an oynish over you're not getting rain. So you're betting by me I should make it rain. 
So Rabbi Lozer, I can't give you rain because Mida Kenegan Mida, you're not Mahatma on Mida Maybe you're doing it at Mashit Shamai, but in the market matzah, when you're asking me to be Mahatma on my Mida, it's Kenegan Rabbi Akiva is Mahatma on I can give you rain. Because Rabbi Akiva is different. Rabbi is Mahatma on Mida so I can be Mahatma on my Mida So that's the, 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 the aside that... Um, he says over that there was a minute when people had choyun, they would throw bread to the birds. Why? It was a midah of being merachim on the briyas. So whatever you could do, they would throw bread to the birds. You're merachim on the briyas. Hashem can be merachim on you. So he says, by the spider, I guess there was such a minute. And uh, there's another Indian that you should be Zohir to be mechabed your wife. Uh, if you want to have a broch in Tainosa, you should be mechabed your wife. And that's a seba to... To, to, to have Parnassa. Rava, the Gemara says in the Sephus Bab Metziah, that Nun Tesla Medalev, Omer Rava, Lefnei Eroi, Kabedes Neshei Seichet, Kedeshet is Ashur. Honor your wives so you should get rich. So, uh, what's the Cheshvim? Why are you giving your wife a shtick of covenant will make you rich? The Teretz is that the Bershim gave a klola to women that Harba Arvetz Voinech Lehiroinech, the Etz of Telvi Bonin. So, if you give your wife a shtickle covenant, you make her feel good, it takes away a little bit of the pain, right? Women, you know, they're pregnant, they're, they're, they're nursing, they're, they're giving birth, they gave birth, right? They're, half the time, they're, they're suffering for something. If you make your wife feel like a million dollars, you're taking away some of that harba arba that was the curse to the woman, was the curse to the men, right? So you took away some of her clothes, I'll take away some of your clothes. So the male, you'll have more hatzlach in Pinoza. So, so next time your wife has a guy in a special present or whatever it is, and you'll get rich, right? So, Maybe. Wait. Anyway, the 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 there's a truth that he had the dream. The dream is not true. But anyway, see, then Rabnasan used to say, oh, the Alta had a dream. In his dream, he dreamt that the Rabbein Yoyna came to Kel and was giving a schmooze in the big base mattress. So the states of the Alta from Kel wanted to get there to hear. Who wouldn't want to hear a schmooze from Rabbein Yoyna Elaine? Right? So he goes and there's a guard by the door and he says, who are you? He says, I'm Rip Simchus Zissel from Kel. He says, I, I never heard of you. He says, you never heard of me? Right? the Alpha from Kel. I'm sorry, I, I don't know who you are. You can't go in. He says, what do you mean I can't go in? He says, I, I know who you are. Tell me something. Uh, you have Mishpacha? He says, yeah. He says, uh, do you have a son, Nochem Velzel? He says, I'd rather do. He says, Nochem Velzel, your son. Okay, then you can come in. So that's the end of the dream. He goes in to the Abishmu. So the next morning he calls us on Nachum Delta. He says, 
tell me what you did recently. Do anything special. He says, I'm glazing on you. I'll keep it over eight. You have to tell me. What, what, what have you done recently? He says, uh, you know, um, you know, the last couple of months he's walking around with the same pair of shoes. Right? And so um, it hasn't been very gishmak. It's not in the greatest condition. And it was porous, morubal, omud. You know, so, um, and, you know, it's wet and it's muddy and it's raining and the shoes were not. And I was once by the shoemaker and I saw a new pair of shoes. I had no money, so I started to save. Every once in a while, I put away a pruta, and I finally had enough money. I bought the shoes. I have a new pair of shoes, and I'm walking around now. I'm a little bit warmer. I'm a little bit better protected. I feel like a mensch. A few days after I bought the shoes, a poor person came knocks on the door, and it was a very cold night, and it was snowing. And before he leaves, I look down, and I see his barefoot. Whatever he had. So I said, what's going on over here? Uh, what am I supposed to do? I have no shoes. I have no money. I have to go around. So I took off the shoes and I gave him my new shoes. And they gave him a bedover and they sent him on his way. So he says, Oh, well, I'm a rachim, I'm a brioz, a rachim, I'm a shemayim. And he was, of course, I was able to go into the shmooz. Right? So um, this is what the Musa shmooz was. But uh, <laughs> anyway, There's a mice of Mordechai Nogroshel, tells all the story. He said he heard it firsthand. So um, he says over that there was a, a bocher in the yeshiva in, in Eretz Yisrael. And he, he misbehaved. He something to fail. He had a karate magazine, whatever it was. And so they sent a letter to the parents that their son should not come back for the next year. So the kid, fortunately, found the letter in the mail before his parents got it, and he didn't want to cause his, cause his parents any access never, so he tore up the letter. I remember when I was a boxer, I got a report card. I didn't want to show my mother. So I, in those days, I used to give the report card to the kids in school, and they would bring it home. <laughs> so I tore it up, and I dropped it down the elevator shaft. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so, the, 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 so he, he tore up the letter, and the next year, he went to school the first day, so the Rosh Hashiva says, what are you doing here? He says, well, why shouldn't that be here? First day of school. He, he says, didn't you, didn't you get a letter at home? He says, what are you talking about? What letter? And so she, we, we sent the letter. You can't come back. So the kid starts crying. He says, please, I beg of you, give me another chance. I've been through the give me another chance routine. We were giving you more than enough chances. I'm sorry. I happened to be standing there at the time, a new Rebbe would come from America. They, they had told him he had no children. They had to go to America, to go to Eretz Yisrael. And so he was there in that yeshiva, new Rebbe, and he had Rachmanis on the kid. He said, the kid is crying, and the Rosh Hashiva is being stark. And he said to Rosh Hashiva, let him stay. I will take him under my wings. I will take Achlaiz from him. I will make sure that he behaves and that he strikes. And the Rosh Hashiva said, okay, I'll give him a chance. And this Rebbe took this boy under his wings, and he was Makarifin, he was Machazakin, turned him around, and he made him into a Choshev, a Bocher, and time went by. Eventually, that Rebbe went back to America. He had a baby, went to America, went back. But the boy, Mamishtai Dois, and he himself became a Rebbe. 
And he was very good at being the car of people. He understood Boston, he understood a lot. And so he had a reputation. He knew how to deal with uh, kids with problems. So one day, he, he, he was not much working in this. He, he was an address that people would go to. He ends up that a couple, a boy and a girl, okay, they weren't a married couple, a boy and a girl, they were hanging out together. They came back from India. They were going to India. They ended up by him. And they, they were half drugged, whatever, Mamish, uh, off the derrick. And so he took them in, and he worked with them. And, and he went to talk to the Bocher, and he was mashpi uh, on the Bocher. He took him to Arsameyas a couple of times, and slowly but surely, slowly but surely, he brought him back. Karifin gave him to Arsameyas, and the guy became a complete Bakchuva. And a little while later, he found a, a Jewish girl who was also Balas Chuva, and they got engaged. And so they had a chasna. And the chasna, the father comes from America. And the Rebbe is there, and the father sees the Rebbe. The Rebbe sees the father. They fall into each other's arms. This boy was the child of the Rebbe that was Makai this boy when he was thrown out of the yeshiva. And now his son became recorded by this book that he was Makai. And so it came full circle. And as I did, us Mida connected Mida. So that's a story that he tells over. He heard it firsthand from the people involved. So in that vein, there's another Nakud, the Rachel Imenu, says to Yaakov Avinu to Davin for her. So the Medrash of Yaakov says to her, you know, she says, Am I in Mason? I have children, right? It's your problem. Right? So what's Yaakov saying there? You know, I, I'm not in the mood of davening to you. Mm-hmm. He says, of course I daven for you. But what can I do? My tzilis are not toil because I have children. It's something, it, it, it's an issue of you. You're in Akora and my tzilis are not being toil. She said, listen, didn't Avram daven for Sarah? So Yaakov said, yeah, but Sarah did something very special. She said, what did Sarah do? She gave her, her, her shikha to Avram as a wife. So she said, okay, so here, take Bila. So Yaakov took Bila, and Rachel had a child. So what's going on over here? Break the, the, the altar from the Vardik to his Talmidim. What's going on over here? He's telling Rachel that the reason why Sarah ended up having a child because she was moistering that but she gave Hagar Tavra, right? So Rachel wasn't moistering Nefesh. She gave Leah to, to, to Yaakov Avinu. She gave up everything, her dreams, aspirations, her hopes. She waited seven years to marry Yaakov, and the last moment she threw it away. She didn't know Yaakov would marry her. She didn't know Yaakov would marry two sisters. So she gave up everything so her sister should be... And so, so she didn't give up something for somebody else. Was it a shot? So why? So, so Yaakov said, you got to give me Bill. So she gives Bill and she has a baby. What's the pshat? The pshat is Yaakov understood. And this matzav, where you're in a kara, we need to apply mida kenegemida. Yes, you did a taita for Leah. You gave up your marriage with me, so you gave Leah a husband. But you didn't give Leah children. Sarah gave Hagar children. You want children, you have to give children to somebody else. You let Bila have a child. Hashem will let you have a child. Mita connected Mita. 
So when Rachel gave Bilah, it's after that she had the child. So Yaakov understood, we need to go meet the connected Mises. That's the only solution. That's what that he understood. And so um, this is the aside of, of, of coming to Elul, is one of the ways you can be matliach and din is to be modern yamidas. That's a yisoyed that you have to come to to yoyim hadin. One of the eights is to be modern yamidas because mida can give mida. You will modern yamidas. Hashem will be modern on your midas. As the desire says that if there's a midas hadin that it's on a person, so a mole Hashem will do you a toiva and send you an oni. And he says, listen. You got to stick on me this hadin. Here's an oni. I want you to be going mochesed him. Do him a toiva so I can do you a toiva. So sometimes the Kodesh Baruch gives you the opportunity to be marachim on a so he can be marachim on you. So very often, when the oni comes to you, you should look at it, maybe taka, this is my opportunity. right? So every time you marachim on a yid, so you're giving yourself a chance to... To, to be zoyzer to that uh, to that bracha. So you know, there was a Misa, there was a bacher who uh, was learning. Could be was learning by Rabbi Sir Zalman before World War One. He was a very very chashiva bacher, and a rav came to the yeshiva looking for a shidduch for his daughter. And uh, the rav said, "I'm looking for a shidduch for my daughter, and whoever marries her will take over my rabbonus." So this was like, you know, a dream shidduch. You, you, you're set up for life, right? You have a, you have a shidduch, you have a shver, you have a shver, you get the shtelas of the rov afterwards, right? It's a no-brainer, right? So the, the shidduch went through, and um, there was another bocher in the yeshiva, like the second best bocher, he was very jealous that this bocher got, got this dream shidduch. So he started to barret him, and he, he sort of let the word get out to the, to the kawal, that her husband was not, or her chosin was not so chosin, right? And so, uh, slowly but surely, the, it, it penetrated, and she broke the shidduch. broke the shidduch. And this bacher is left now without a shidduch. Now he's already damaged goods. And um, he, that's it. He's stuck. World War One broke out, and everybody is all over the place. And so, a few years later, he finds himself by the altar from Slabotka. Right? We had the altar from Kelm, the altar from Levitic, so we have to throw an altar from Slabotka. So he ends up in Slabotka by the altar. And um, now he's already, already an older bocher. And he's learning there in Slabotka. And the bocher who broke the shidduch, who caused the shidduch, now has harata. He feels, I did a terrible thing. How did I do something so nasty? So he wrote a letter to the altar, and he said, there's a bochur in the yeshiva. I did something very terrible to him, and I want a betzach mechila, but I'm embarrassed, Posh, to go to him. Uh, could you ask him on behalf of me a mechila? So the altar, who understood people, felt by reading the letter the part that I was really sincere. So he calls over this bochur, and... Uh, he gets into a conversation, and slowly, delicately, he brings up the Indian at once. He had a broken shidduch. So the Bacha says, yeah, listen, wasn't bashert, was ayidus. So he says, you know, the Bacha who caused it sent me a letter. He wants to ask it to Mechila. Do you think you could find it in yourself to be Moyachan? <coughs> so he thinks for a few minutes, and he says, yes. Wasn't bashert, I could be Moyachan. 
So the Alpus and Slavodka takes off this hat and he says to the Bukhar, I want you to give me a bracha. Put your hands on my head and give me a bracha. He says, I should give the Alpus and Slavodka a bracha. He says to him, Rebid, you were just Moichel, your friend. Right? You will Michael him, Hashem is Michael you. You're a tzaddik now. I want a bracha from a tzaddik. Give me a bracha. Right? So the book had to give the altar from Slabotka bracha. So the altar in his chachma understood, he understood as it's a bracha and a bracha. He, he, he was the shidduch, he's now an altar and bracha. And this was his way of building him up, perhaps. But Lamaisa. He, he, the work was that you're a tzaddik. You were Michael a year who did you a terrible apple. That's the way it has to be. And so um, that's a murder de kazakh. So um, it's another maisa. I'm going to finish with this maisa that um, the dua, you know, there was a year to try to fight with Frank. He became the schwer to some of the greatest. Uh, Rosh Yeshivas, Moshe Mordechai Epstein was his, uh, but he was Nifter. So he gave his wife, uh, Tzavo, marry my daughters to the top Talmud Chacham and Yeshivas. So he married, one was married to Moshe Mordechai Epstein, one married to Issa Zalman Meltzer, and one married to Sheffield Kramer, and he became the Shver of Rudim. So, um, so the Maisa was that before Shraga Feigl Frank was uh, still alive, so he had so he was he wasn't a Veltskvir, but he was a wealthy man. And so uh, he once lent the farmer a certain amount of money. Let's say he lent them ten thousand dollars, right? So the farmer said, I'll pay you back in six months. Six months comes and goes and there's no money. Seven months, eight months, nine months, a year go by. So the Rebitson says or Shraga Feigl, you know, we need the money. We're not the uh, Veltskvirim. You know, I have a, a niece that I have to take care of. I have this truck. We need the money. He says, listen, Bella, just relax. You know, eventually he'll pay. Like a year and a half goes by, she decides, you know, I know my husband. I'm going to take things into my own hands. She goes to the farmer's house. He knocks on the door. He opens the door and she says, this is um, Rebetzin Frank. Hey, I know you owe my husband a lot of money. What's going on? He starts screaming at her. He says, you, you know, you machshetu was the biscuit off of my property before I kill you. And this and that. He, Nami, she wipes the floor. He screams. She never was screamed at like that. She comes running home crying. And, you know, uh, she's Nami, she, she can't get over it. She was never talked to that way. And he calms his life down. Months later, this, the farmer comes to the house. And he says, Rabbi Frank, could I borrow another $10,000? I promise you, in six months, I'll pay you back the 20000 So the Shagavah says, come back tomorrow, let me think about it. He leaves, and she says, I heard that. You're not going to lend this guy another $10,000 after what went on. So he says to her, listen, Bella, let me explain to you. I came to the Shalom in Rosh Hashanah, and I said, Rebbein Shalom, can I have another year? And then it came to Manea next year. The Bishop says, wait a second. You still owe me for last year and for the year before. You haven't paid me back. You told me you're going to do tshuva. You're not going to, you get rid of all these avayras. This has been going on for five years ago, four years ago. Every year you tell me the same thing. You still owe me, right? 
So he says, if I tell this guy to get lost, I'm not going to lend him again. Hashem will say to me, listen, when you guy needed the money, you told him to get lost. I'm going to tell you to get lost. But if I tell him, okay, I'll lend you the money, I'll give you another year, I'll give you another six months, I'll rely. But I should say, okay, Frank, you know, you, you were tolerant, I'll have to be tolerant with you. You were patient, I'll have to be patient. You gave him another chance, I'll have to give you another chance. So listen, I'm going to come Rosh Hashanah, so I want to go to have Rahman the Sami. So that's the Yusayi that for him. We'll come to Rebbeinshem and we'll take care of the other places. We'll take care of the other places.